You're listening to the Tenuto Podcast presented by 4th Street Records. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, and here we go! Alright, welcome back to the Tenuto Podcast where we are becoming our full value as music teachers. I am your host, Kevin Lynch. Uh, and thank you for joining me on the podcast this week. We are officially wrapping up the Big Ten tour of summer. Just in time to get started, I start school up next week. Um, this is going to be my teacher work week this week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. We're getting the classroom ready. And then next Tuesday is my first day of school. So to finish off the Big Ten Tour, we are going to play for you some advice from the Big Ten directors. Now, if you listen to the Big Ten Tour, I asked every single one of those directors the following question. If you could go back in time, what piece of advice would you tell your, your first year teacher self? And they all had different answers. They all had amazing answers. Um, And I've been really listening to a lot of those answers, not only from the Big Ten tour, but from all of my interviews. If you haven't already, go check out the blog post I wrote for nafme.com with some great answers to that question, my favorite answers uh, that were not in the Big Ten. And that, that link will be in the description, but if you already checked that out, these are completely different answers. So feel free to listen to this on your way to your first day of school or whenever. Save this episode for when you are needing some advice. When you feel a little bit down, go back, listen to this episode, check out that blog post I wrote for NAFME, um, and it's going to give you some advice on what you need to be doing in your first year, or not even first year, but you know the early years. Um, these people are are going back in time and telling themselves one piece of advice that they would say. Unfortunately, this trivia question from last week did not get any responses, which is making me sad, Tenuto listeners. So I'm going to ask the question one more time in this episode. Famous composer Hans Zimmer has stated that he has How many weeks of formal music education? Go ahead and look that up. Figure that one out. Famous composer. But how many weeks of formal music education does this man really have? Look that up and type it into our trivia tab on the website, tenutopodcast.com. And here we go. These are the big 10 directors that were interviewed on the Tenuto podcast giving themselves advice, only they're giving their former first-year teacher selves advice. Here you go. Up first is Dr. John Pasquelli from the University of Michigan. It's just banned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people definitely tend to overthink things. It's just banned. Band. Now, we we obviously take it seriously. Our careers are dedicated to it, and it should be stunning in e- every regard. 
our student experience should be at the forefront of everything. And all of those things are, are awesome. But you have to keep in mind, we are not curing cancer. We're not putting things on Mars. We are just uh, uh, trying to give students the best possible experience. And it's just band. Yeah. That goes, I mean, that's true for everything from the Marine band down to beginning band in some small town in Montana, which has great band programs there. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just band. So enjoy it and enjoy the students and interact well and create artistic moments and try to love what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, you're teaching kids to play music. What a beautiful thing that is. Yeah. I wish I had someone scream that to me when I first started. <laughs> Up next is Betsy McCann from the University of Minnesota. I love that question. I was thinking about my first year of teaching and just how intense it all was. Yeah. And I wish I could have told myself a lot of things. I think I would have said that it's not a contest to see who can work the longest hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was I was the first person in with a janitor in the morning and the last person out in the evening. And, and I think that I was working probably too hard on the wrong things. I think that I didn't have the big picture in mind and I was getting sucked into the little details and thinking that every little thing was the biggest deal and I needed to have more of the big picture and remember that it's a long game and, and it's worth, you know, taking some time to be healthy as a human too, and not just working, 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 working. Right. That would have been my, my advice to myself as a first year teacher. Here is Dr. Christopher Hoke from the Ohio State University. Oh my, that's a great question. Um, I think I think that the number one piece of advice that I would give myself is is to be patient. Don't try to do everything at once. Um, don't don't uh, over program or over plan the season. Um, be patient with the students because they're going to give you your going to give you their very best. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as they do that, you're going to make the progress that you want to make. Uh, and and don't expect everything to happen at once because like everything, all good things take time. And if you're going to do things the right way, it takes, it takes patience and it takes, takes thought and, and effort and plenty of time. Sure. Next up, one of my favorite interviews of the Big Ten Tour, Kevin Castens from the University of Iowa. Well, I think when looking back at my time in high school and working so hard and having career goals in mind, to take more time for yourself and especially for your family. I think that's something that's really important. Uh, at the time I was at Wheeling, we had started our family, had two young children, and uh, uh, it was very easy to get overwhelmed by preparing uh, you know, for marching band, for two concert bands, two jazz bands. I also conducted the pit orchestra in the spring, and then we did competitions, and we did uh, solo ensemble contests. A lot of weekends are consumed. I know that's common with many of your listeners. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I would just say be sure to make and take more time for yourself. Up next, we've got Tony Falcone from the University of Nebraska. Probably to relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I ask this question know, to everyone, and yeah. that's actually the most common answer. Or people, yeah, because people answer with that a lot. 
Well, I think a lot of us in this profession, especially when when you start out and when you're young, you're really eager and you're really gung-ho and you want everything to be just right and you take every uh, every rehearsal and every performance like your whole career depends on it. And um, I would, yeah, I would probably tell myself to, to chill out and relax and enjoy the ride a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's something, it's a lot easier said than done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Re- relaxing was, was something I needed to work on in my first year, too. Here's last week's episode with Barry Hauser. You know, I think I think we get so wrapped up in and, and I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that, but you know, um, I, I want anything that I'm associated with to be the very best, and and not at the health and risk of our students by any means. But I think initially. And it wasn't about trophies. It was still really about people. But, you know, so many things are defined by getting first place. And, of course, I wanted that for my students. And I think there was probably more of a push back then to do whatever it would take personally or even time-wise. And I think over time I've realized, boy, we just need to care more for our students than ever before and making sure that they're, yes, having a positive experience, but also, again, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier, that um, the health and well-being of our students is most important. And for many of us in music education, music may be the number one thing that we focus on, but I think more than now than ever before, we have to focus on our students. And music can be a great channel to get to them, but mm-hmm. many of our students are participating in these programs because it may be for social reasons. They want to be part of something bigger than, than themselves. Um, and I think that's that's an important part that if I would do it over again, I think I would focus even a little bit more. And I felt like I did a good job of taking care of our students, but would focus more on that than ever before. And I think this year for me being year seven, I'm really paying close attention to how much time we take our students out of classes, how much time that we're asking them to give to this university based on other performances. Um, yeah. So really paying close attention to that. And last but not least, Dave Woodley from the University of Indiana. Uh, well, boy, there, <laughs> how much time do you have? Uh, <laughs> probably the number one thing that I would go back and tell myself is that you have to keep experimenting like I yeah. said, with different kinds of drill, different kinds yeah. of music, and you sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but that's okay. The worst thing you can do is just play it safe. Mm-hmm. And I think my first two or three years, it was pretty safe, and I certainly probably could have done more trying to pick maybe better music or trying to do things that stretch the band a little bit. Uh, and I just didn't do a lot of that at first because I was just afraid to do that. Yeah, and I I totally agree, especially with what you said earlier about how just failing and and doing something wrong will will teach you the way to do it right. Right. Uh, And so many young teachers, I can say this from experience, just want to to prove themselves, and maybe that goes to playing too safe sometimes. And the best way to learn and to get better, I think, is what you said, to fail and and to learn from it. Yeah, hopefully you you can fail safely. 
right, <laughs> but, right. but still learn from it. Obviously, you don't want to have a catastrophe on the field. But, yeah, I, I just think it is trial and error. And I, yeah. I know a lot of directors, like you said, are just afraid to try something unique because either it's never been done before or they're afraid it might not work. But sometimes you start a new tradition in your band by something that is just kind of off the wall and weird. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden the band loves it and uh, it turns out to be a really great thing. <laughs> All right, and that is this week's show. If you were wondering about David Thornton, the University of Michigan, Michigan State University, I should say, his quote is actually on the blog post on nafme.org. So go ahead and check that out link is in the description of the podcast also find us on facebook and you can find that post there tenuto podcast on facebook thank you guys so much for supporting the show and helping us continue to grow um i have an exciting announcement my good friend brandon buderbaugh is going to be joining the show every week during the school year uh, and we're going to have a new segment called Going to Grad School. I understand a lot of teachers listen to this podcast, and I understand that a lot of teachers want to go get their master's degree, go to grad school, or maybe some seniors in college are listening to this podcast and trying to determine whether or not grad school is the right path for them. We're going to check in with Brandon, who's at the University of West Virginia, uh, going for trombone performance and working with the marching band. We're going to talk to him about what he's experiencing, his thoughts, how things are going, um, and we're also going to do our best to get you a new interview with some of the best teachers in the country. I'm excited for the school year. I'm excited for where the podcast is going. Thank you guys so much for being a listener of this show. Um, and I hope we continue to grow. So I will see you next Tuesday. Have a fantastic week. Tenuto.